What a great way to wake up. With a cup of logic, reason, and common sense. Welcome to the Independence Morning View. Let's get to it. Morning to you wherever you are in the world. I'm Johnny Anderson. I'm joined this morning by Bruce Adams. Good morning, Bruce. How are you this morning? Good morning. Uh, healthy alive? Yeah, doing well. Since you're healthy and alive and since you're doing well, that means you're at peace with yourself. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Per what we talked about on uh, the exclusive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you listen to that, you would know my reasoning as to why I say I'm healthy and alive. That's true. That's true. You did explain that in detail because I was I was asking as to as to why you're still feeling that way on those podcasts. And if you as a listener, you want to understand what he was talking about, if you want to understand the meaning behind when he says healthy and alive, then you'll have to subscribe to us on Telegram. It's free to do. Hop on over to Telegram, register, join our channel, search for Dynamic Independence. We'll pop right up. Subscribe to us over there and you'll get those exclusive podcasts. But anyway, being at peace with oneself is very important and nothing is more important to the world than maintaining peace. And when you maintain peace, well, then we have these special awards that are given to people and to organizations, really, that maintain peace and stability throughout the world. And we're talking, of course, about the Nobel Peace Prize. Now, last year, they gave it to the UN World Food Program. Okay, now you can say what you want about the United Nations, but their food program isn't necessarily a bad thing by the people that run it. However, we've had people specifically on this podcast, Marty, (laughs) who has single-handedly worked in foreign countries where the UN comes in, the food is offloaded from the World Food Program, and it's handed directly over from the boat to the warlords, and it allows them to maintain control and power. Now, does that mean every single person in the UN World Food Program is bad? No. No, it doesn't. You've got some people in there that are genuinely trying to do the right thing. As a matter of fact, the head of the UN World Food Program, he was on record last year during all of this pandemic. He says, what are we doing with these lockdowns? We're going to cause starvation because we've made the third world dependent on the first. If we don't harvest, they don't eat. And then guess where they're going to go? Yeah, it's been done that way on purpose. So, Okay, I'm I'm in half agreements with uh, I'm in half agreement with the fact they gave it to the UN World Food Program. I'm in half agreement with it, uh, but uh, agreement with it. But the other half, the UN, I, I don't I don't like that part of it. But um, now we talked about this the other day or yesterday actually. The food uh, the food program, <laughs> the uh, the the Peace Prize, the Nobel Peace Prize for this year has several nominees, right? Chief among which is I mean organizations like the Black Lives Matter movement. Right. I mean, that that was not that they were nominated by the Norwegian prime minister, I believe it was, yes. for uh, raising awareness in racial inequality around the world. Now, I'm sure it has nothing to do with the fact that they were smashing and looting and burning and all that stuff of small businesses. No, no, no. no. They, were, they were mostly peaceful. Mostly peaceful. Right. Right. Yeah. Driving stolen cars through storefronts. And yeah. And then burning down restaurants where people work and things like that. I mean, I'm sure it had nothing to do with that. But anyway, uh, so they've been nominated. uh, And apparently there's been two other people or well, yeah, well, specifically two other people, not organizations, but two other people that have been nominated as of this morning. Who are they? So we have the um, gubernatorial candidate uh, 
uh, well, the rightful governor uh, of Georgia, Stacey Abrams. Uh, she was nominated for the Nobel Peace Prize by a Norwegian lawmaker. What's uh, with the Norwegians? Today. What, what well, is it with the yes, Norwegians? Sir. Why? Why, I, why, why are the Norwegian politicians taking such an interest in manners in the United States of which they know nothing about, I might add? Yeah, and uh, I should point out that, number one, I was being facetious. She did lose. She lost by 50,000 votes, just to, just to be clear. On top of that, she also is um, basically saying that there was large amounts of voter fraud, systemic voter fraud in Georgia. Uh-huh. Um, they don't really point that part out, but she started that narrative before we actually seen it on a national scale. But the Norwe- Norwegian lawmaker, he's affiliated with the Socialist Party. Oh, there. oh, no correlation there, I'm assuming. No, yeah, no, no, yeah, the, nothing, nothing there, no, nothing to see there. Um, but the second nominee uh, is uh, Jared Kushner. And clearly a, a white supremacist. And you know, <laughs> uh, uh, no, he's he's been nominated by Alan Dorsch, uh, Dershowitz. Alan Dershowitz is my the favorite lawyer, my favorite lawyer. Yeah, my favorite constitutional that, lawyer. Yeah, he was the one that we talked about that was saying uh, the Constitution doesn't protect you from getting a vaccine from a, a mandated vaccine. Right. So so basically he was saying that. Uh, if the government had a mandate for a vaccine, the Constitution doesn't protect you from that. Um, that's within your their their right, if you will, of the state. And I, I argue against that personally because right there in the beginning, it says that healthcare is is uh, part of a uh, recommendation from the government. Uh, more but, than that, it's I mean, if you want to step outside of that for a second, more than that, the Nuremberg Code prevents you from having invasive medical procedures forced upon you without your consent, without your informed yeah, consent. Exactly. Uh, well, and not only that, but the Declaration of Independence says life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness are under that that's yours to deal with, right? That is your right. So as part of your life, healthcare fall, falls under your life. So that's part of your um, freedom, if you will. So, uh, but Kushner was nominated because of the Abraham Accord. Um, he's the one that did most of the negotiations there uh, for that. Now, granted, he was using Trump tactics in the um, art of the deal, basically. Uh, but they changed the policy on the way that they were uh, basically, instead of looking at a two-state solution or any of those kind of things, they looked at it from an economic standpoint and said, look, both your countries are going to benefit from this. So why why not? You know, put the other stuff aside and just work together and, you know, economically. And that's more or less what it's done. We have, what, five countries now that have signed on? Mm-hmm. And the Saudis were going to be next, but yeah. Yeah, Biden's going to, he's going to shoot that down. Little issue of, yeah, an election problem there. By the way, uh, you heard about Myanmar? Yeah? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Military coup down there. And of course, Biden, he's, he's, he's going to step up and he's going to show them he's going to put sanctions on them. Can this dude even find Myanmar on a map? Can, can uh, even- no. Uh, first of all, I don't even think he could find his own state on the map. Uh, can he even say Myanmar? Um, well, are, are you implying that he has a stutter? No, no, that's not what I'm implying. No, I'm, I'm not implying that. Sorry, I'm not being facetious. I'm being 100% yeah. Se- yeah, I understand. Yeah, I'm not being facetious. I'm, I'm being serious. I'm not implying that. 
what I'm implying is is that there's some gaffes that happen. And yes. even Jake Tapper, right? The guy, like the despicable scumbag at CNN, even Jake Tapper asked Jill Biden that question about the gaffes. He says, well, there's some gaffes here that, you know, we kind of need to address because if he's going to be sitting down with other world leaders on America's behalf, we kind of need him to be somebody that's not putting out gaffes all the time. And what does she say? Oh, don't even go there. I, I can't even ask the question. That's... Nope. Nope. Okay. Moving right along. What are you supposed to say to that? I got hairy legs. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> But uh, anyway, all right, moving along. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say this, though. At least it's not a war. At least he didn't say we're going to send troops down there and, you know, at least it's just sanctions uh -huh. uh, and, and not actually Sanction sending troops there. Sanctions lead to war. They always do. I, I, I know. But yeah. I, I'm trying I'm trying to be hopefully optimistic. Yeah, yeah, I hopefully, yeah, I got yeah. Gotcha. OK. All right, Bruce, fly me a pizza or two. Mm -hmm. Fly me mm -hmm. a pizza. There's a, a pizza de drone delivery service now. There is. Yeah. Well, the, it, it's it, it's an experiment for a company out of Israel, Tel Aviv. They're working with Pizza Hut to deliver pizzas by drone. So basically what they do is they ship out the pizza on the drone. The drone flies to a parking lot where a courier picks it up, delivers it the last um last stretch of the uh, delivery. So it's still delivered. You know, you still have a delivery person. It's just the process of getting it from the shop to closer to the, the location. So basically, you could have a courier at the parking garage, if you will, for the apartment complex. The drone comes in, drops it off at the parking garage. The courier then takes it to the apartment. That that's basically the, the the process they're working here, and it's basically the first test we've seen in the in the wild, if you will, for uh, U, UPS. Um, Google's want to do something like that, uh, or Alphabet, the parent company, FedEx, Amazon. They're they're all looking at doing. Well, you also have like Walmart and some of these other um, as well. Uh, they want to do drone deliveries as well. So this may be a if they do the drone deliveries, you could end up with a gig market where you have like an Uber driver instead of being an actual Uber driver, you're just a, a courier that picks it up and delivers it to you know um, wherever. So you, it might be it might open up the you know it's a little bit of more money if you will, but at the same time it'd be more money for I don't know the average person uh, you know a, a side job if you will that may also put out uh, put drivers out of business as well. I forgot I need to cancel my Uber account. Thank you for thank you for reminding. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I mean, I'm I'm looking forward to I'm I'm legitimately curious on this one where this is going to lead. Um because it could uh it could make it easier for distribution. So you may not need one, it'll alleviate traffic a little bit. Two, traffic accidents. Uh, traffic accidents. Um, but it also could mean um, if you're one that's concerned about pollutants and all that, you know, diesel pollutants, um, you know, there you go. Uh, drones are electric. Um, uh, obviously, you would still have to deliver by truck certain things. For example, um, your, your heavier items that would require, uh, you know, 50, 60 pounds uh, a drone's not going to be a, be able to pick that up unless it's a large drone. But if they start down this road, man, you know you, you're going to see uh, deliveries like this. You may start seeing big, heavy drones that can carry, you know, large well, quantities of items. Bruce, when all of your products are going to be services, then you're going to need all of those drones to deliver all that stuff. True. Yeah, you're going to have to have that automated process to to get it all out there. Amazon's working on something called. 
and correct me if I'm wrong, um, hives. So it's like they, they want these big, tall skyscrapers that are, uh, what do they call it? Uh, so they, they will house all of these drones. So like for, a beehive, if you will. Kind of, yeah. So they will have like the, um, you know, it's, it'll be part of their, their logistics and supply chain. So when you order something, you know, it picks the product or whatever, and then it goes down and drops into a drone and then the drone flies out and then comes back. So it's like, it's like a beehive, but with drones. Well, uh, the FAA gave uh, first approval to a Massachusetts company to fly fully automated drones. So... I mean, it's coming. Um, we're going to start seeing this in package delivery and possibly things like taxis or, or you know, an Uber, if you will. Uh, you may start seeing flying cars. Well, that's what Schwab said. Oh, you're going to have flying cars. You're going to have driverless cars. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be a utopia. It's going to be a utopia, right? Yeah, yeah. It sounds awful, awful boring. Uh, but, you know, as far as like the deliveries of like pizzas and things, yeah, okay, yeah, I, I can see that. Delivery of food and all that stuff, mm -hmm. yeah, all right, I, yeah. I can see that. I can see that. See, that's I mean, the thing. The, the the technology and all this stuff, I, I'm not against it. I, I'm for it in certain circumstances, but not for everything, right? They're, they're applying right. this one size fits all to all this tech garbage, and that's not what you want. You don't want a complete overhaul of society where you become non-essential. You don't want that. What you want is a coexistence. We want to be able to benefit and continue to be innovative. I mean, look, people by default, we want to create, we want to innovate, we want to build. That's just what we do. And so that is being removed and, and we can't allow that to happen. Yeah, uh, the I could see it working in like a large city, dense populations. Uh, but somewhere out here where the city is spread out over a large distance and it's not very dense... Yeah, I don't see drones working well here. But uh, we we touched on the flying cars, right? I kind of kind of mentioned that in passing. We already have a company that is looking to create hubs for flying cars. Passenger, it's a jet essentially, but it's all electric, and they're looking to build some uh, hubs in Florida uh, this coming year. Well, in coming years, plural. Uh, I believe they're wanting to have this available worldwide by 2025. So really quick. Hmm. The uh, the company, uh, this specific company is a, a German startup, uh, Lilium uh, GmbH. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, GmbH, it's like our LLC. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, they started that up here recently. They're uh, building or looking to build at least uh, 10 so-called vertiports in Spain for the infrastructure there. Um, they're calling these, um, basically it's a taxi hub or whatever. You would go to a vertiport and you would fly from one vertiport to another vertiport and essentially it's a taxi service. So really this would be more for your long distance stuff, you know, from like city to city more so than intercity travel, right? Intercity, yeah, whatever. Intercity travel, intercity travel, yeah. So yeah, it, it, it'll be... Um, a pay-per-ride service with zero emissions uh, from the craft itself, mind you. But the electricity that's generated is, you know, creates a bit you of know, problem there. I mean, I have, a, I have a problem with this. So, I mean, we have, for example, like internal combustion engines, right? So if you have that on, say, like a, you know, flying car or whatever, then, I mean, that's easy enough. We've, we've more or less, we've gotten ourselves to a point in our development where we have pretty much perfected that to an extent and we can manage that but this electric stuff what happens if you're in a in an electric powered 
jet car, whatever the hell, and there's a short circuit or the batteries die or something, because that's all you're doing. You're strapping yourself to a flying laptop battery is all you're doing. That's really what you're doing. And so what that fails, you just drop out of the sky. Um, not so you would be able to glide. Uh, in this case, there would be some gliding. So if there was a, a a failure, you would be able to glide it in and land it in an emergency landing. The range on these currently, uh, they're looking at about 186 miles or 300 kilometers. The initial flights will have a pilot, but they're planning on having these automated in the future. Currently, there will be a pilot and an automated mode, but the pilot will be there, you know, when it automates. But they they want to do an automated one in the future, which, you know, honestly, it'll be safer because you can have everything, you know, you can have a net, if you will, or a mesh of a web of what everything's doing and where they're going. So you can have a completely automated air traffic control system. So, yeah, you can make it safer, but at the same time, you're making it more vulnerable to hacking and failures. And so, Mm -hmm. well, they've already proved that it. Yeah, they've already proved that an A3, was it an A330 or whatever it was, can be hacked from the ground. They've already proved like that, that that can be done. Not that the average person can go in and do that, but the security flaws are there. And yeah, like that, that's been discovered. That's That happens. So I mean, imagine that. I mean, nothing has been more nerve wracking to me. I was flying an A3, I think it was an A330 back across the Atlantic once. And I'm sitting at like I was in the first row. So I, I had, I mean, there were no seats in front of me. So next in line in front of me would have been first class. And there was the galley that was in between me and first class. As I'm sitting there in the middle of the night, I, I think it was like, I was over the middle of the Atlantic and, you know, because it's, it's dark when you fly over. And uh, I was leaving the US coming back to Europe. I looked down at my watch. I woke up because I heard people laughing in the galley, you know, flight attendants and everything. And I looked down at my watch and it was like, I want to say it was like 3.30 in the morning or something like that. And I look up, I see the pilot and the co-pilot laughing, drinking coffee with the flight attendants. And I'm thinking to myself, who in the hell is flying this damn plane? Right. We're over the middle of the Atlantic and y'all are hanging out. Right. (laughs) There's nobody up there. It's like, well, at least not that I knew of. Uh, They could have had a third up there, but I I don't know. But that is that that's I'm sorry. You know, that's just that is not something you want to see. That's not something you want not, to see. Yeah, I mean, not in the fledgling stages of automation, you know, no. like we, we haven't really gotten it down yet fully. Though, I mean, they've had autopilots for aircraft for a while, but uh, still nonetheless, uh, yeah, it, it, yeah, I agree. That would be unsettling. Okay, so let's move on. So let's talk about, <laughs> all right, Spotify. They won a patent to listen to users' voices to gauge their emotional state. Streaming service Spotify has won a patent that will enable it to snoop on users' speech and background noise in order to choose songs that best suit the listener's emotional state. Interesting. So now it's going to listen to all that and then it's going to choose what music I want to hear. But I mean, I already have playlists of my own. So why why would I want it to do that? I already have issue with Spotify, so I stopped using Spotify here recently. Bruce, we're uh, on Spotify. Before, be careful. Be, be careful. <laughs> uh, I know. But I mean, for my personal use, right? Listening to music. Um, I stopped using it here recently just because I don't like the fact that it doesn't... The, okay, so if you have a playlist and you press the random button, have you noticed how random that is? Um, are you talking about it like on a list you've already compiled yourself? I have my own playlist. I have, uh, okay, the playlist I have is over 4,000 songs, right? Mm-hmm. So there's a few There's a few hours there. Um, I will get the same CD 
same album back to back to back to back on random. You know, I've kind of noticed that before, maybe not necessarily the same album, but I've noticed before that sometimes I will literally be, and this is kind of creepy, sometimes I'll be thinking of a certain song or a certain artist, and it will, like if sometimes if you let your playlist run out, or the one that you've compiled yourself, it runs out, then it starts, the algorithm kicks in and it starts selecting random tracks after that just to keep the music going. And I've noticed before that I'm like, I know that song, but that's not on my list. That's interesting. You know, it would be a song that I, by, you know, a similar artist that I've forgotten about all those years ago or whatever, and it'll pop up and it'll start playing. I'll be like, hey, I need to add that to my list. So that's kind of, in a way, that's kind of what Pandora used to do. So Pandora, back in the day, they, which were on Pandora too, which Pandora would base their suggestions on your likes. So it would build stations around that. So if you pick an artist, so you basically you just type in an artist. So they don't have stations, at least I, I mean, Pandora's undergone a lot of changes in, in the recent years and Pandora's still not available uh, where I am. So I don't know. I don't follow it. But I do know that when you like a certain song or a certain, I guess, uh, artist or, or whatever, then the algorithm will then kick in and it will add more songs that are either by that artist or that genre that you liked. Mm -hmm. And it will compile a list similarly to like what Spotify seems to be doing, but in a different way. So they're using a predictive algorithm rather than, you know, user input, I think. So uh, Spotify has like their recommended categories, right? Or or ones recommended in the sense of, what what, what is it? Um, They call them discovery uh, playlists. And it's based on what you've listened to. They they try to give you music that you'll enjoy based on what you were previously listening. Um, never got it right, by the way. Every time I would go in and listen to the Discovery ones, never anything I would I, I enjoyed. But uh, well, never. I, that that that's a absolute. We'll say almost never, because um, there was a couple times that there was songs that I liked. But uh, hearing this information, if I hadn't already. Uh, dipped out of Spotify using Spotify. Um, and there's other reasons I'm using. I'm using another one that has no um, uh, like DRM. You're not going to get, um, what was it? Uh, DMCA'd uh, if, if you're doing something else that's recorded or whatnot. So like if I was playing music and it happened to come through on here, we're not going to get um, banned, if you will, right? Because of that. No, we'll or get banned stricken. for, a, yeah, we'll get banned for other reasons. You know, we yeah, keep having yeah, that. I, I would keep having that crazy guy on that just pops in here randomly every once in a while. His name's GP. I mean, he comes on yeah. here then, you know. Yeah, we, we get banned that. for that or or the stuff we talked about with COVID or <laughs> yeah. Biden. Or, or masks. Or, you know, if we masks. if we say that four masks aren't aren't going to aren't, aren't doing you any good, well, then we might get banned for that. If just we were on maybe. Facebook or Twitter, we would be. That's sad, isn't it? That's really sad. That is really so, sad. Anyway, to, to the point about um, Spotify, knowing this, if I hadn't already left, I would leave. Um, I don't, I'm already leery of, of companies coming in and, and monitoring everything you say. I mean, Amazon does it. You can go back and look on your profile and go through and listen to all the stuff it's, it's collected about you uh, or the audio from you. Um, and unfortunately, having an Android device, they're listening to you as well. And it's being, you know, stored, metadata, all that fun stuff. Uh, that's how they skirt around it. Oh, it's just metadata. They're not actually stealing your data. Mm-hmm. Sure. Unfortunately, we are out of time this morning, so we are going to have to go. But we will be back later on this afternoon. So thank you for sitting down this morning, Bruce. Thank you to all the listeners. For all these topics and more, please check us out later on today. And I hope everyone has a great morning.